Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. Said he went out from his presence, leprous as white as snow. You know what that means? That means you can't get cleansed if you won't fess up. Amen. You can't be healed if you're going to try to live a lie. And lying to a man of God, lying to a spiritual father is one of the worst things a Christian can do in terms of inhibiting your own spiritual growth and development. Because we're here to help you grow and to help your faith increase and to help you develop. We can't do that if you won't be honest. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look, God told Moses, Moses, they're not rebelling against you, but against me. Remember what Peter told Ananias when they, and, and Sapphira lied to him? He said, you didn't lie to me, you lied to the Holy Spirit. People don't realize you can think what you want, but if you lie to the man of God, you are inhibiting your own spiritual growth and you're lying to God. So well, I told God the truth. Well, not in God's sight, not according to this. Amen? And Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. You know that word unprofitable means? It means that would be pernicious, deleterious, detrimental, exceedingly harmful, implying irreparable harm done through evil or insidious corrupting and undermining. Wow. I never realized that word unprofitable was so packed with, with, with such a warning. So that would be unprofitable for you. In other words, you are running the risk of doing yourself irreparable harm. Now, I'm not preaching. Listen, there are people all over this country watching this right now. And, and some of them may be hearing me and thinking, oh, my goodness gracious, Bishop, <laughs> I, I'm convicted. If it doesn't apply to you, great. Praise God. Keep honoring the man of God who is serving you. But if it does apply to you, repent and get it straight. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. So we want to be like Elisha, not like, not, not like Gehazi. Amen. 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 Glory to God. And by the way, you, I, I won't go into it because I'm not going to take the time to do it. But when Elijah was about, Elijah was about to go back to heaven, or about to go to heaven, I should say, or go to paradise, really, technically. And Elijah was following him, and he said, I'm, I'm going to Bethel from Gilgal. And, and he said, you stay here and wait. And Elijah said, as the Lord lives, my soul will not leave you. And do you know, I looked at the map, and do you know, in a sense, the pathway that Elijah was traveling was kind of counterintuitive because if you go from from Gilgal to Bethel from Bethel to Jericho what you're really doing is you're making a circle it would make more sense to go from Gilgal to Jericho and then go to Bethel and stop there now you know what some people would do they say no wait 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 Elijah that don't make sense I got a better idea let's go this way but you know what? He didn't do that. He just said, as the Lord lives and as my soul lives, I will not leave you. Amen. 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 Glory to God. That's the attitude that Christians ought to have, because after all, it's not like he was trying to get him to do something illegal or immoral. Are you all hearing me? Amen. Amen. I tell people all the time, you know, will you help us with this? I got to pray about it. Pray about what? 
I mean, I'm not asking you to go sell drugs. I just ask you to help out. <laughs> it doesn't nothing to pray about. <laughs> it's, it's the kingdom of God. You, you ought to be. Listen, the Bible says if you're faithful over a few things, I'll make you rule over many. That little thing that you've been asked to do that may not be your, you consider to be your calling or your, your thing or whatever, may be the test that God has in mind to prepare you to do what he's got for you to do that will be fulfilling for you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Galatians 6, 6, Paul says, let him who has taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Here's another word that I didn't realize the depth of. That word share is the word koinonio. And it actually is, 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 is translated in some cases family or household. Says, in other words, let him who has taught the word be in the family or act like family, be in partnership, be in communion, share be in koinonia with all good things with him who teaches. And, and uh, you know, I'll never forget it. This happened years ago. But um, when I was up in Boston, the church decided they wanted to buy me a watch. I, I, I didn't have a decent watch at that point to my name. And, you know, I'd, you know, buy old cheap Timexes and that kind of thing. And they wear out and, you know, whatever. And, 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 and somebody said, you know, well, let's buy Bishop a nice watch. And, and somebody said, well, wait a minute. I don't have a nice watch. Why should he have one? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but that's not, that's like me saying, I would not want my child to have something better than I've got. No, I want him to have better than I've got. <laughs> Amen. And besides that, you know, the Bible teaches you reap what you sow, which means what you help someone else to do, God will help you to do. Amen. Amen. Philippians 4.15 says, Paul talked about the Philippian church and this, to show that this is not, this even in the scripture, this was an issue. Paul says, now you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared. Now notice that word, shared with me concerning giving and receiving. I want you to notice two things. That word shared is the same word, koinonia. No church treated me like family. No church brought me in and, and sort of adopted me. He says, concerning giving and receiving. Now notice that. Doesn't say concerning giving. It says concerning giving and receiving. In other words, you all are the only church that received from me like your spiritual leader, and then gave to me like I was part of your family. Are you all hearing me? Amen. See, if you want to grow, saints, you got to get this relationship right. All of you watching, if you want to grow, you got to get this relationship right. Amen? This stuff of disrespecting spiritual leadership and dishonoring spiritual leadership and carping and backbiting and talking about spiritual leadership. Some of my spiritual sons tell me stuff that people do that I just shake my head. I go, oh, Lord, have mercy. I mean, trying to undermine, trying to stop, and trying to, trying to prevent. Um, I, I, one friend of mine told me, got a beautiful church too, but years ago they were just getting started. He said, the Lord showed me that we ought to buy this building. He had a board of directors, some of whom, uh, a, a, a board of trustees, some of whom were very well healed. And one of the top businessmen said to him, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. We're, and I, I don't see that. We, we don't have the money to buy that. And we, that, that would be stupid. And, and, and oh man, just cause the mess. 
And so, you know, he met with him privately and tried to encourage him and tried to tell, let him see, well, you know, this is what I really believe. God is laying on my heart. And, and the man said, well, I, I, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. And tried to stir up the meetings until finally people said, well, look, you know, the pastor's the one who's got to lead. And, you know, we can't all lead and, and, and whatever may be our misgivings, whatever be, may be somebody's, we need to support and encourage the pastor and let, let, let the Lord work. This man wouldn't do it. So finally he resigned. He left. You know what they did? Bought the building. And, it's, and, and, and upward from there. Amen? Amen. Amen. See, that's not, basically, that person is not sharing. That person is not treating this like, this is my family member. I, I need to be I need to share in all good things with him who teaches. I need to honor and respect the leadership. First Timothy 4.1 says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter day times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Depart from the faith. And that's not just heresy. That is, depart from believing God and, and operate in the flesh. I can do it on my own. That doesn't make sense to me. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. I told you all, we, when we got this building, I walked in. I didn't have that, that kind of problem, mind you. But we were, we were just finished up our convocation. Uh, Minister Rosa and, and I think Gabriel were about to fly back. And I wanted to show them this place before they left. And we walked in here and it had been a a t-shirt dyeing factory. And I told him, I, I walked in, big smile on my face and said, I, I, want, I want you all to see what the Lord has in store for us. And we walked in here and walked around. And I told him, I said, yeah, this is where, <laughs> Ms. Rose said, on the way home, they said, I, I, I don't know what Bishop sees, but okay. <laughs> Now, they, they, didn't, they didn't start fighting me and saying, well, Bishop, we shouldn't do that. that that's an ugly place. You understand? They, 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 they submitted to the vision and the authority of their spiritual father and said, well, Bishop, if that's what the Lord is leading you to do, let's do it. But they looked at each other and said, I don't see it. Do you know? I don't see it either. But praise God. Amen. Amen. The Lord, the Lord has shown it to me. So now, look, that verse I just shared with you. That starts two chapters of instructions about how not to fall into that trap. And 1 Timothy 5, 17 comes in that context and it says, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Look, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Amen. Now, we're talking, talking about relationships, and I spent all this time talking about this because it just seems to me this is an important relationship that Christians neglect or disregard or rebel against. Amen? Amen. When we ought to realize it is part of the key that God gave us to help set us up for spiritual growth. What was the last thing Jesus said to Peter before he went back to, 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 to heaven? He said, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Amen? Amen. That means, Peter, your job is to feed the sheep. Praise God. And you know what? People talk a lot about how pastors abuse their authority and abuse people. But you know what? Pastors also get abused. 
Don't talk much about that. But it happens. Pastors get abused. Amen. 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 I won't I won't I won't even mention the context. But I had a member of the church. I won't even say whether it's Boston or here. Doesn't matter. Years ago, uh, sitting down to talk about some work for the church. And I said, well, look, work with us, work with us and and let God bless you. And then I was saying, basically, don't you know, don't don't charge us the top price. Work with us and, and let God sow some seed because I knew we didn't have the resources that were being put before me. And I was told, oh, well, now that feels like you're trying to exploit me and take advantage of me. I think to myself, I mean, really, I'm trying to get you blessed. You all know me. I'm trying to take advantage of you for a few dollars, a few dimes. Are you kidding me? But, but, but here again, you know, and I just let it pass, uh, you know, I mean, but, but that's an insult. In other words, you're trying to steal from me. That's so disrespectful, amen? And well, you know what Paul said to the Philippian church? He said, not that I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that abounds to your account. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, look, let me just, just finish this whole relationships thing up. I do this quickly. In all relationships... Govern your relationships in all cases by the word, by respect, oh, by the word, by love, because you can't love without the word, because the word teaches you what real love is. Amen? Amen. By the word, by love, by respect, and by forgiveness and prayer. Amen. If you govern all relationships that way, guess what? You, you're not going to have any problems. I mean, that doesn't mean people won't mistreat you, but you know, you're, you're, you're not going to have any issues with how you treat people. Amen. And even when people mistreat you, if you're willing to forgive them, guess what? That stuff will just roll off your back. Amen. Amen. You, you want to be able to say, I'm not holding anything against anybody. I've, I've resolved that thing with God because look, saints, forgiveness is not an emotion or feeling. Forgiveness is an act of faith. Forgiveness is not based on whether you deserve it, whether you've earned it, whether you've asked for it. God told me to forgive or I wouldn't be forgiven. End of discussion. Amen. Hallelujah. You may, you may want to hurt me again. I'm still going to forgive you. Glory to God. And then pray for people because, you know, how many of your relationships with people that you know in this way? Before we leave, let me pray for you. Before you go, let me pray for you. Before we get off the phone, let me pray for you. You don't know how God will use you if you begin to pray over your relationships with people. Amen? Amen. 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 So, so saints, you ought to see some increase in your relationship influence. Amen? As you grow in faith, your relationship, what does the Bible say? Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and what? And in favor with God and man, didn't he? With God and man. Didn't mean that there weren't people who hated him and wanted to hurt him. Didn't mean that. But it meant that anybody who crossed his path walked away saying, that's a man of God. <laughs> that, that's, that's, you know, he, he's something else. Amen. Remember the guards who came to arrest him? <laughs> and they, when they came back to the scribes and Pharisees, they said, why didn't you all arrest him? They said, never man spoke like this man. They couldn't touch him. Amen. <laughs> 
could not touch him. Praise God. And then lastly, and we'll be done. How much of your time is devoted to kingdom fruitfulness? Because I said in the first message, what we, we Christians tend to do this. We construct our own lives around our priorities and then we invite God to get involved. That's the way we generally do it. You know, this is what I want to do. Lord, you're welcome to join in. What we should do is construct our lives around what God wants and say, now, Lord, what else? <laughs> what else will fit in? What, what, what else do you want me to be doing? Amen. See, I think a lot of times we get hung up on our own ambitions. We get hung up on our own desires. We get hung up. Look, look saints, I, I have made some, some decisions that are gargantuan in nature. And I have learned if, you, if you're going to put your everything on the line, you better make sure it's God. You don't get out there on your own. Amen. And I've said to you all, do everything by faith. Learn to apply faith in every situation. Learn to trust God in every situation. Then when the big things come, it'll, it'll be like a spiritual habit for you. Amen. No, I'm not doing that without, without God's uh, counsel and advice and, and help. Amen. So, so where, where are you spending your time? Where, what's getting your time? How much of your time is devoted to the kingdom? How often do you pray for the church? How often do you pray for me as your under shepherd, your spiritual father, your spiritual authority? How much time do you give to further the work of the church? Not only in quantity now, not only in quantity, how about quality? In other words, does the church get your, your first and your fresh or does the church get I'm tired, I'm beat, but here. I'll give what's left over. I'm not getting many amens for that, but it's still, it, it, but it's still right. Amen. I told you, God doesn't want your leftovers. God wants your first and your best. Amen. 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 And, and, and are you conscious and glad to be doing something for God? Amen. You know, I can't tell you the number of times I've, I've come across people in the years of my ministry who feel like they're doing God a favor. And that God ought to be bending over backwards to thank them and the pastor ought to be joining in. You know, I've often said to people, if I skipped over you, if I didn't acknowledge you, you know what you should say? Lord, thank you, because I know you have it. I think sometimes God causes that to happen just so you will remember who you're doing it for. Hey, man, if you're doing it for God and somebody else didn't thank you, just be grateful. I've told Kareem when we travel, I said, you know, and my staff knows I preach to churches all over the country. I've never asked a church for a dime. I've never negotiated a fee. I tell churches I don't preach the gospel for money. And I said, if some if I go to a church and preach my heart out and they don't give me a dime, they're not going to get a call from me. They're not going to get a call from a member of my staff saying, Did you didn't you didn't give Bishop Jackson anything. Because you know what I say? Lord, I did it for you anyway. You're the one who's going to give me a reward. Hallelujah. And, and look, don't get me wrong. Most churches out there will treat you right. Amen. Amen. I'm some pastors say, well, how much do you require? I say, I don't require anything. And a pastor will say, I'll treat you right. And I say, whatever. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't save me to make money off the gospel. I think that's part of the problem. Some people think out there, you become a preacher, you're going to make money. Yeah, now there, there are a handful that do that, but they're few and far between. Amen. Most of them are, are believing God for whatever little retirement they might have. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. No, this is not a money-making scheme. This is a soul-winning scheme, and it's been created by Almighty God himself. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, so when I gave up the practice of law, I, was, I had a thriving practice, too. My practice was going very, very well. But I realized I couldn't do ministry and, and practice law both. As my practice grew, it demanded more and more of my time, and I had less and less time to do ministry, and I realized I'd come to a point where God was saying to me, you got to choose, and the choice is me. When I gave up my law practice, I didn't give up my law practice because I know oh, I got all this income over here, so I'm, I'll be fine. I did what the Lord told me to do and gave it up. But you know what? God never missed a beat. God never missed a beat, saints. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When you obey God, God's not going to leave you in the lurch. God told me this one time. He said, son, he said, if you're serving me and you're sincerely trying to do my will, even if you make a mistake, I'll never let you fall flat on your face. God gave me such reassurance to hear that because we're, we're imperfect. We're, we're human beings. We can make mistakes. But God said, if your heart is set on trying to do my will, I'm not going to let you fall flat on your face. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So now we got to keep any, we, we got to have an eternal perspective on our time. You know what? We're hung up on the temporal perspective on our time. But guess what? You only get so many years here. Amen. You only get so much time here. Amen. Amen? And, and you know what? When that finite amount of time on this earth runs out, if Jesus tarries and, he, and you have to go home to be with him, your, your, the deeds done in the body are going to be measured based on what you did with that time. That's why the Bible says, redeem the time for the days are evil. It says, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Amen. Amen. I, I, don't, I don't like wasting time. I don't like letting time just slip by just with nothing. Amen. Of course, you got to rest sometime. Your body needs that. But I tell you something, saints. I've got, I've got audio books and the Bible on tape. I'll sometimes take my phone in with my headphones. If I know I got to wait for some time, I want to have something in my ears. I want to have something I can be doing. Amen. And, and my work is centered around God now. Amen. Everything I do, I, I went to a meeting one time and they said, please don't take more than 15 seconds and introduce yourself. But, uh, but don't, don't, don't take more time than that because about 300 people in the room. And they came to me and they said, Bishop E.W. Jackson, I said, I work for God. Period. <laughs> Everybody laughed. It's like you all just laughed. Everybody laughed. <laughs> well, that says it. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Saints, the Bible says this light affliction, which is but for a moment, works in us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not on the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are what? Temporary. I mean, why in the world? You know, there are people, somebody get in a car accident, somebody dent their little nice car, and they want to kill somebody. For what? I got a nice car out there. It ain't nothing but, but metal and plastic and rubber. Amen. Amen. That, that's not life. Hallelujah. That one goes, another one will come. Praise God. You know, one house goes, something happens, God forbid, another one will come. But praise God, the things that we do for God are eternal, saints. And that's what we ought to be focusing on. I'm, I'm, I, listen, listen I'm, I'm working on eternity. Amen? Amen. Amen. So when I stand before God, I don't hear him look at me and go, well, come on in, son. You barely made it, but you, you're here. Amen. I want to hear him say, well done. 
Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I can't let people's attitudes toward me get in the way of doing what God wants me to do. Amen. I, I can't let greed for money and all that mess that the world gets all hung up stand in my way. Well, I can't do that. That's going to cost me. Listen, saints, the biggest giving that Sister Jackson and I do is into the kingdom of God. Because, see, we know that's better than putting it in the stock market. <laughs> We're laying up treasures in heaven. Amen. Jesus said, where moth and rust don't corrupt or thieves don't break through and steal. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, we used to sing those old songs. I'm sending up timbers every day. Some of you don't remember that, but yeah, I'm sending up timbers every day. In other words, I'm working on my eternal home. For if this house that we have be dissolved, we have a home eternal in the heavens, not made by hands. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's what we need to. How much time are you giving to your, to your eternal destiny? Amen. Not just trying to survive on this earth. Listen, look, I'm not saying don't work. I'm not saying don't take care of your responsibility. But let me tell you something, saints. All that stuff is subject to change. You may think, oh, I'm doing this for God. I'm, 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 I, you know, I, I got this job over here and I might be able to get promoted. But if you're putting all of that before your actual relationship with the, with the Lord and his kingdom, guess what? It's not going to stand for anything. When you stand before him. Amen. 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 I, I want to stand before him and have some fruit. Don't you? Amen. Praise God. I, I, I want to be able to say, Lord, I got saved in 1976 and I, I grew and grew and grew. Oh, yeah, Lord, there I, I didn't make a mess up there. I made a mistake. But Lord, I, I continue to grow. And I grew and grew. And oh, yeah, Lord, yeah, I, I know I, I messed up there. But I grew and grew and just kept, kept on growing. Saints, there ought not be any quit in a saint of God. There ought not be any giving up in a saint of God. Hallelujah. You know that old song say, I, I'm, I'm climbing, we are climbing Jacob's ladder. Every round goes higher and higher because we are soldiers of the Lord. You ought to be climbing the ladder, saints. You ought to be making it up. Amen. And we're not just talking about hard work. We're talking about hard faith. Faith that won't back down. Faith that won't give up. Faith that won't give in. Faith that won't in, in any way even consider, contemplate walking away from God. I hear people talking about, yeah, I used to be this. I used to be that. I used to be the other. In other words, you just a used to be. But Jesus didn't say I used to be. Jesus said I am. Hallelujah. And you ought to be able to say I am a child of God. I am. I am a saint. I am saved. I, I am on my way to heaven. I am working for the Lord. I am making a way for him. I am doing what he has for me to do. I am fulfilling my responsibility before God. I am fulfilling my destiny in him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is your faith increasing, saints? Is your character increasing? Are your circumstances increasing? Is your contribution to the kingdom of God increasing? It's not for me to condemn you is for you to look at yourself. The Bible says if we judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Amen. Amen. How's your, for those of you listening, I'm speaking to my members here, but how's your relationship with your spiritual leader, your spiritual father, your, your pastor? When was the last time you even said a word of encouragement to him? When was the last time you expressed appreciation for what they do for you? I guarantee you, Pastors, remember it. You know why? Because so few do it. 
so few do it. Glory to God. But we want to we want to be spiritual giants. How about getting the basics together? Amen. Amen. Jesus said, be faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Glory to God. Come on, stand up on your feet. I need to quit. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God.